you know, it's not Karachi, it is not East Pakistan, this is not India, this is not Ireland, this is never records, this is never records, this is never records. And certainly me. In the crash, in the booth with never records. Nice. With 13 minutes. Across the ocean, from New York to Liverpool to Derry, we are the ones who believe that through joy we can forever live. You are not listening to Never Records on Blue Gold Radio 99.9 FM. Welcome to episode 65 of Never Records Radio. My name is Ted Riederer, and I'm an artist and musician who lives and works in New York City. From the Mississippi to the River Jordan, I've recorded musicians, poets, historians, bucket drummers, anyone who wants to cut a vinyl record for free in my conceptual art project, Never Records. The Never Records archive continues to grow. To this date, there are over 500 recordings from more than seven cities around the world. In September of 2010, I was invited by curator Asher Remy Toledo from the organization called No Longer Empty, along with a group called The Art Organization, or TAO, to participate in a satellite project for the Liverpool Biennial that they called Squat Liverpool. Let me describe this next recording to you. I took a break from Liverpool last week to share with you some of the recordings that I've made in the past months here in New York City. The break was also an attempt to stall for time while I awaited sounds from Andrew Ellis, my collaborator back in 2010, who booked shows for Never Records and kept the shop running for the rest of the biennial after my return to New York. Andrew's had a cold and he lost his voice but he finally managed to send me some recordings this morning. So in Never Records tradition, I'm gonna let Andrew Ellis host today's episode while we listen to some of the amazing live performances that he booked for Never Records. My name's Andrew Ellis. Eight years ago when Never Records rocked up to town, I was a kid putting on weird guitar bands in the city. Today I work behind the scenes as a producer, helping to develop and produce music and multidisciplinary commissions. Still some weird guitar bands, but mostly in the classical and electronica world. Liverpool is in a real golden age of DIY in 2010. The city has always had and always will have an amazing creative community bubbling under the surface, with the dips and peaks of any organic arts movement. What it lacks in the down periods is the communal places, spaces to meet, create and do. 2010 was when the Casimir started to really kick into gear, partnered with Mellow Mellow and Wallstone Creative Space. You had three incredible spaces all within a stone's throw of one another. A friend of mine got in touch a few months before Ted's arrival with a proposal that sat somewhere between a Lomax Brothers style music library, a venue, a community record shop and a laboratory. I was intrigued and excited. Having checked out Ted's work at Tower Records in New York and being buoyed by the existing exciting developments in the city, I knew this would be a perfect fit and had to get involved one way or another. 
Once Ted and I got chatting, I was more than happy to kind of come along for the, for the ride. Ted's vision and energy were both catching. His story about the importance of DIY and record shop culture as a kid were things that resonated with me. And I knew they'd transcend across to the people of Liverpool. So my goal was to help in that Lomax Brothers way to capture the here and now. A snapshot of what I knew and loved that was happening in the city that was never likely to be built up to be much more than just our community. I wandered down to the site one autumn morning to find Ted literally setting up shop in an abandoned nightclub, the same kind of shell that I'd seen so successfully reutilised in the venues around Walsnome Square. There are bands and scenes from the past who've had their stories told and retold, particularly the Ericsson Cavern scenes in Liverpool. I saw this as an opportunity to capture a very live community, one not particularly bothered with documentation, so I invited friends across the short walk to Never Records. Uh, you can't turn the lights off because um, they turn everything off, it's a bit mad. Like, so they'll turn all the power off on the stage. It's like an on switch for the whole building. Possibly the city, we're not sure. But uh, if anyone was having a shower and it went cold about half six, yeah. sorry. This is, uh, this is dedicated to Nick Brown and Peter Broom. Who were uh, who were part of the original Pterodactyl Three? Three them. Yeah. Uh -huh. 
not listening to Never Records Radio. That was the band Hot Club de Paris with their track Free the Pterodactyl 3. Recorded and cut to vinyl live on opening night of Never Records Liverpool. The live shows sound raw, but I also think they sound kind of perfect because they capture the energy in the room. Opening night of Never Records was packed. I'm not sure I could have asked for a better concert to kick off the project. I love Hot Club and play their music in the studio all the time. Sadly, they've been inactive since 2012. Here's more from Andrew Ellis. We recorded sessions with DIY guitar heads like That Fucking Tank, Mother Earth, Beast, Mugstar, Barbaros, and Hot Club de Paris. Experimentalists like Sing for Your Supper, the Casimir Crunk Band, and the inimitable Philip Jack. And with the energy around the space and Ted's infectious enthusiasm, a whole host of other poets, storytellers, and musicians joined the library. The gigs were a coming together of people either fans of the band or just curious and mostly used to the whole kind of not-quite-finished venue approach. Two-pound entry shows, bring your own beers, and if you brought a shirt, we screen print a logo on it. It was the kind of spot that you wish you could hold on to forever, in a world where small venues are increasingly at risk. I'm always going to have rose-tinted glasses around the whole scene around that space. It was my early 20s and there was a real critical mass of interest in music, art and people. Around the kind of places, much like the record stores and venues of Ted's youth, where you didn't need to know what band were playing or who'd be there, you know you could head down and have a beer and have a good time. The perfect scenario for any city to have a vibrant creative community, aside from the people, are the spaces and having enough time for organic growth. And these things came together to allow for friends to grow together, and make mistakes and do music for fun and try things out. I feel like Never Records was like an amplifier, signalling the brilliant goings on in the area to a much wider pool of people, intrigued about the man cutting music to vinyl there and then. But also more than that, it was another example of that if, if we can get people together in a space, we can make things happen. Never Records' most important outcomes are communities. Bringing people together as new friends, new collaborators, and building a worldwide network of people who've been touched by the project. I reconnected with Ted a few years later, leaving off exactly as we left things a few years prior to work on a new project with electronic eyes, Forest Swords, to cut music to x-rays. It was a risky process that involved trial and error, and a good chance of some broken needles. Ted's response as ever was, hey, why not, let's give it a go. And that's the attitude of Never Records. It's people, and it's trying things out, and it's making things happen. I'd have Ted back in Liverpool in a heartbeat.
You are not listening to Never Records. That was the duo That F***ing Tank from Leeds, recorded live on opening night of Never Records Liverpool in 2010. Tank was one of the real standout bands from the Liverpool sessions. In the grand tradition of Providence's lightning bolt, they're an incredibly quicksilver wall of sound. I love them so much we had them play in 2013 when we brought the Never Records film to Liverpool. Baritone guitar player Andy Abbott is an amazing performance artist and composer. Check out his work at andyabbott.co.uk. Now, Wolfson Mahon Square has been flattened and turned into apartments, and that side of the story has come to an end. But if there's one thing Liverpool has, it's resilience. The Casimir is packed up piece by piece and moved to a bigger space with workshops, studios, and a lot of the venue's spirit to become Invisible Wind Factory with a significantly longer lease. Around that same area, in Liverpool's North Docks, is North Shore Troubadour, Meraki, and the brilliant The Bull, formerly a, effectively a kind of a squat space called Drop the Dumbbells. All of these venues will have to do what the Casimir and their cohorts in Wilson Home Square did, take time to grow, but it's, it's on its way, and I hope it's there for a long time to come. So just before I sent all of this stuff over to Ted to add into the radio show, uh, I had a, a notification on Facebook. 40 Seal Street was the home of Never Records. That area has kind of been developed now, it's been gentrified, but a little glimmer of hope just kind of popped through, weirdly enough, just, just on Facebook. The Jacaranda is a pub that the Beatles played at. It's got a long kind of musical legacy. And a couple of years back, they integrated a small record shop into the space. And uh, what I've just seen is that they're moving to open a new venue, record shop, cafe, bar into 40 Seal Street. 40 Seal Street was the home of Never Records. So I suppose the, that record shop community history is going to move on. And the next step for, for Never Records and that space having a new lease of life is upon us. So we'll see what uh, that brings. <laughs>
You are not listening to Never Records. That was the band Kogumaza, recorded live at Never Records Liverpool in 2010. I love this recording and this band. They travel with their own sound guy who manipulates the mix like a proper selector. I love how he processes the drums at the end of this track. Thank you for listening to Never Records Radio. Stay tuned next week for more sounds from Liverpool, England. For more information, please visit neverrecords.net. I'd like to send a big warm hug to Andrew Ellis, who hosted today's show. I hope we get to work together soon. This show would not be heard if it weren't for Scott Morfitt and Eli Klott at Blue Gold Radio, who put Never Records on the airwaves with support from the UW Eau Claire Foundation. You are not listening to Never Records.